Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Amanda, a lifestyle coach who's helping high-achieving women shift from meh to magnificent so that they can bounce out of bed every morning. She shares her journey from podiatrist to lifestyle coach and how she starts her day off on the right foot. She also shares ideas to help you bounce out of bed, even if you're not a morning person. This interview is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. So today on Simply Happy Conversation, I have with me Amanda Ewan. Amanda is a lifestyle coach and she's helping high-performing women to turn their life from meh to bouncing out of bed every day. So welcome, Amanda. Hi, and thank you so much for having me. I've got goosebumps already. (laughs) Oh, it's so lovely to have you and for you to be sharing some of your tips today. Yeah, I can't wait. So maybe start, share with us some of the things that you like to do in your free time because you have an amazing array of things that you love to do and you share on social media and you live in one of the most beautiful parts of Australia as well. I know. I'm so lucky. I feel blessed every single day and it's the first time in my life I've lived somewhere where I don't want to be anywhere else. So, you know, I was always kind of seeking where will I live next and now whether it's now that I've got to more of an inner place of calm and I found Fremantle at the same time in Western Australia, I'm not sure, but it, I could never get bored, Narelle. Like I always roll my eyes probably. I try not to roll my eyes at people, but when people say they're bored, I'm like, how can you get bored? There's so much amazing, so many amazing things to do. Things I love to do in my spare time, particularly in winter, is relative to water. So I love to swim in the ocean and that's um, in my spare time or I make time for it. I love jumping in puddles. I love dancing in the rain. I love being in the rain. I love sitting in the sunshine and just absorbing it and looking at nature, being around nature, I think would be one of my favourite things to do. And I've just discovered fiction novels again. So I went through so many non-fiction books because that's my business (laughs) and my research. And now I've discovered non-fiction, fiction. It's like, oh, I need more time to read. Oh, that's amazing. Have you got a favourite book that you've read at the moment? I think the first one that got me back into fiction was Eleanor Oliphant is completely wow. fine. Yeah, that's and that I read when I had COVID, was coming out of COVID and I had fairly long COVID, so it was about a month, and it was great because the theme was loneliness, and I was empty nesting for the first time, and so it was really helpful. It was really good. I cried, and it oh, was yeah, yeah, such a beautiful really book, liked. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. What I just finished. Um, oh, what is it, Rosie? Rosie something and the six it's like a band that was in the 70s 60s and it was an amazing book I really enjoyed it's written by oh, wow. one of the band members daughters yeah so it's a great book to check out something you might enjoy yeah nice so tell us about your business and and because you've had a business for a long time now 
I have, but not in the capacity that it's in now. So it was yeah. always a kind of pretend thing. Well, I was trying well, to make it, it serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was pretending the fact that there weren't many people paying me for what I did because I wasn't really sure what I, well, I knew in my soul what I did. Uh, and now I've become much more serious about it. And I am a lifestyle coach, as you said, and I help high achievers to bounce out of bed in the morning. So they feel less meh because, you know, there's so many of us that we're just racing all the time from A to B to Z and we just are on repeat all the time, whether we've got kids or they've left home or doing a job we don't like. We're kind of always waiting until we've got a better house or a better job or the kids have left home or we've retired and my whole gig is about feeling joy now and pretty much what you teach as well, just mm. helping people get out of their own way and live the life that they know is possible for them. And and that's what I'm doing as a full-time gig now, having left a 32-year career as a podiatrist about um, six weeks ago. And how did that feel? If you don't mind scary and yeah. also amazing. You know that inner knowing where you just know that it's time. And I'd been saying it for a decade. Probably when we met, you know, yeah. six <laughs> years ago. Well, I, I've got to give up podiatry, and then he just hang on because of all of the conditioning and the societal. Mm. Well, I was too scared to tell my dad. And the identity, I'd... I'm sure exactly. there was attached to it. Yeah, exactly. And everyone saying you're good at it. Why would you leave? And mm. you know. It's easier than saying you're a lifestyle coach. People are like, oh, that's really cool. And then lifestyle coach, they're like, oh. <laughs> oh, no, that's it's an amazing thing to be a lifestyle coach and be helping people change their lives. And it's so powerful and exactly what so many people need out there, someone just to hold their hand and make those changes like you did. Yeah, absolutely. And that's I had my own life coach that was transformative for me. And so that was, I just want to do this. And I know that that's my purpose on this planet now is to help people with that. Yeah. So, and yeah. I know from listening to your podcast, Bounce Out of Bed, um, it's amazing hearing your, your own journey and your stories and the things that you've done over the years, as well as the beautiful guests that you've attracted too, which are great to hear some of their stories as well. Yeah, always asking. I, my first question when I have a guest, and it's not always about bouncing out of bed in the morning, no. but it's about how to live a better life so you can bounce out of bed in the morning. And I always ask their morning rituals and routines. And it's really interesting because they're all very different, although they all have a similar theme. Yes, definitely. So then maybe tell us what you do to bounce out of bed. So clearly because I teach it, it's something <laughs> that I really needed to learn, Narelle. And <laughs> I spent year, decades of my life hitting the snooze button and dragging myself out of bed. I think naturally I'm probably more of a night person and I also love and adore the mornings. I love that quiet space, whether it's dark or the sun's risen. In summer I don't get up before sunrise. I, try, I love seeing the change between night and day and I love the stillness and peace that that brings. And I also love that there's not many other people around. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's like the best thing. And I, yeah, like I said, I never used to bounce out of bed. So I was always wondering what I could do better and differently and how could I change. And when I discovered having my own morning ritual, that was when things really shifted for me. And so I would say now it still ebbs and flows with the seasons. I definitely mm. don't have exactly the same routine every day, 
I swim a couple of mornings a week with other people. There's two or three guys, men that I swim with, and we meet at the beach, usually around sunrise, depending on the season. And that's obviously a different morning to the mornings that I don't meet them because I have to put different things in place. But the first thing I do is set my alarm the night before. So I have a a nighttime ritual for the morning so that I can have a much easier morning. If I'm going to meet people at the beach, I will get everything ready the night before and, and then set my alarm usually within half an hour to an hour of the same time every morning, because that's really important to me. And then I wake up when the alarm goes off and I will observe my thoughts. And they're usually oh my goodness, it's, I'm tired. I had a really hard night. Oh, those dreams were like nightmares and I'm busting and I've been busting for two hours. And and then I go, oh, wow, that's really curious. It's that lovely negative thought that's kicked in again. And it's telling me to go back to sleep. And I just observe and think, wow, if I experience this, most people must as well. And, And I'm, I laugh at it now. And then I think about, um, how much better I'm going to feel if I switch that thinking and then I'll jump out of bed and go to the bathroom, put the kettle on, and then I make my bed every morning and unless it's changing sheets day and yep. then I will just leave it until later, particularly in winter because it's not always conducive to the washing then. And and usually some stillness and just ask my body what it needs. What do you need right now? I will usually yeah. ask it. And sometimes it'll say, can we go to the beach? It'll say, let's go for a walk. Obviously, if I've got people to meet, I will just automatically do that. But um, sometimes it's go and do something energetic and sometimes it's really still and we're not ready to exercise or leave the house. And so when I say we, me and my body, because sometimes they don't feel like they're the same. Yep, yep. <laughs> But we're try, trying to get them connected so that, um, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. Any questions around that? That seemed like a no. That's, not used oh, to that's beautiful. Yeah, because you're the one always asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. And it is, I love that you observe your, everything that's going on and just being honest. Thanks for sharing that, that we don't always feel you know, that positivity. Like it's, you know, it's it's a process, isn't it, to get to that and then, to be able to get to jumping out of bed. So what about though when you were your kids were younger? Because obviously they're a lot older now. Was it the same back then? Well, now I actually don't have kids at home for the first time this year. And and then when they're teenagers and they get older, they're sleeping anyway. Yeah. So that's but when when they were little, I didn't know this stuff. Mm. And I didn't have anyone else that could help me revolutionize my mornings. And I wish I could turn the clock back. And all I do now is help other women not do the same as I did because I would drag myself out of bed when they come and woke me up, wake, yeah, woke me up. And, and, and I would, I would try and be happy and cheerful, but inside I was like, oh, this is so hard. I'm really grumpy. And, and it was always a rush and I wasn't prepared. I, what I didn't plan the night before. And we would invariably be late every single day. I would be late if I had to get to work. And, you know, for years I'd say, oh, I'm not doing this again. This is the last time I'm going to be late. And of course, nothing changed. (laughs) And I'd still be saying the same same thing two years later. So, and I was very good at hitting the snooze button and it did not make me feel good, but I didn't know how to change. Yeah. So what was the secret that helped you change? 
I love the quote, when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing, change Mm -hmm. will happen. Mm -hmm. So the pain of staying the same just got too great. And then when I realised that I wanted to help women and women, um, people that identify as women, change their lives and transform their lives, it had to start with me. So I had to try and find a solution. And I think listening to Brene Brown say the most dangerous place she can be is between waking and getting out of bed (laughs) because of that negative thought pattern that kicks in. I just started to notice and I started to see what would happen if I got up at the same time every day and really focused on what my thinking was doing and what if I could shift that. And it was conscious a conscious change and that really helped. Uh, Plus meeting people a couple of times a week and noticing the difference that made and the accountability then to be able to do it on other days as well when I'm I'm by myself. Oh, definitely the accountability because I walk two mornings a week with people and then the other three is the gym, but the gym is a class. So, and it's the same people there every day. So, yeah, I feel that accountability to get out in the morning. But then the same thing is if I don't, when I have said, oh, I'm just too tired, I actually haven't had a very good day because I've stayed in bed. And it's like that small thing just makes such a difference that now I just stick with the routine. I know it's going to work and it's going to help me for the rest of the day. So, yeah, that's it's interesting to hear people's different motivation. And I've loved listening to your podcast to hear the different people and how they've changed if they wanted to change and become more of a morning person. That's right. And I think it, you you nailed it there, Narelle, when you say they wanted to change, when mm. you get to that point where you're just so sick of yourself yeah, and yeah. you don't know what to do, but then you might randomly be listening to this podcast and thinking, oh, that's me and I am sick <laughs> of myself and I don't want to be doing this anymore. Don't mm. think that it's it, it's easy to do on your own because it's not. It's really important to ask for help when you've been trying, if it's decades, to yes, change yes. and you can't change. And, and I, um, listening to people talk about the different, you know, your chronotypes. So I am definitely, you know, the morning person, the lark. I'm not a, I am and can be an owl, but I'm more of a lark. So I'm easily, you know, get up in the morning. Whereas for other people, they're the owl and it's so much harder for them to change and actually just go with the flow, which should be later in the day that they'd be naturally waking up. And that's okay too. Mm. Like you have to know who you are. And I would be naturally a night person, but I prefer the morning. So I want to get up early because it makes me, like you say, have a better day. If I don't do that, I can be grumpy as. So what are your tips? If you've got three tips or top tips to share with people about how they could start to maybe bounce out of bed? I would say the first tip is, what do you want it to look like within your current lifestyle and what's possible for you? And, and when you are looking at how you want it to look, if, if you've got kids, then obviously you have to take that into account. But what do you want it to look like and how different is that and what's one thing you could do to shift that, whether it's I, I don't think going to bed earlier is a great tip because we're all pretty rubbish at that, mm. but aiming to get up at a certain time say at 7.30 in the morning or 7 in the morning you want to get up and you haven't been doing that, try it for five days. Be accountable to somebody. My clients message me, take a photo of their bed made and send me a photo for five days, just five days. Just see if you can do it for five days would be Mm. one tip. And two would just be to notice your thoughts when you wake up. That's it. 
Mm. And the other thing would be some grateful practice in the morning. So when you wake up, notice your thoughts and then think of three things you're glad about you're grateful for. Mm, I love that, especially the accountability, like to have, whether it's you or just a friend that you're sending a photo to, to just keep that motivation. I know for clients that I work with, they will send me photos of when they've organized something on their own. And it's just like, yay, like just someone to cheerlead you on, isn't it? That's right. Absolutely. And we all need more of that sense of belonging in that um, village, community, tribe, whatever you call it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, you must be doing some amazing work with people out there sharing and and helping them to, well, it doesn't even matter whether it's, you know, six, seven, whatever the time it is, but they're actually excited to get out of bed. So how can people find you and share your podcast as well? So my podcast is called Bounce Out of Bed and it is some um, solo episodes and guests as well and you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I am Amanda Ewan on socials and that's E-W-I-N and amandaewan.com is my website if you wanted to connect with me further or DMs in socials as well. I respond to everything. Yes, and you do have a lovely active social um, social stories and stuff like that. I love watching your stories and seeing you on the beautiful beaches in, um, in WA. So thank you so much, Amanda, for your time tonight. Absolute pleasure, Narelle. Always a delight. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review. This helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au.